Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TCK Care the Podcast with your host Stephen Black as we come together sharing stories and strategies for supporting TCKs in all walks of life. I am so excited about today's um, today's talk. I have Heidi Thunberg joining us on the show today. She is the MK Care Coordinator for Reach Global and she leads the um, MK Reentry Program for that organization. Um, and so much like the transition talk that I had with Michael Pollock and Donna Messenger and Paul Dyke a while ago, she's right up there with those guys, um, just different organization, uh, different group of kids. So um, a, a huge MK, TCK um, care advocate. And uh, today we are talking about, how should I say this, cultural acceptance and rejection. And I'm really excited to have this talk because I feel like it affects us all, whether you're a TCK or not. I think you just maybe feel that a little bit differently as a TCK. Um, but before we get into it, I have to ask you the question, Heidi, where are you from? <laughs> well, the long answer is <laughs> I was born in Chicago. We moved when I was two. We went to Singapore. When I was five, we went to Malaysia. And then we had a couple furloughs. Back and forth to uh, Iowa in the U.S. And then um, after I graduated from high school in Malaysia, I came back to the States. So mostly Malaysia and Singapore. Now I'm from, well, I'm from Chicago and Minneapolis and <laughs> Malaysia and Singapore. <laughs> nice. You know, I can tell, I can tell you Southeast Asians uh, by this, when I go to Chicago and I feel like, man, it's humid. And I see somebody walk into the room wearing pants and a long sleeve shirt. I'm like, <laughs> you guys aren't feeling the humidity, are you? No, I, you're from Southeast Asia, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. Nothing quite compares in the U.S. Well, that's not true. Probably in the South, there's some things that compare, but sure. not in the North, not yeah. in the North side of the country. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And after you've acclimated, you kind of get to thinking that like maybe it is hot, maybe it is humid sometimes, and then you go back to, you know, Southeast Asia and feel it again. You're like, oh no, it really wasn't yeah. that bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Heidi, we're here to talk about cultural acceptance and rejection, and I'll I'll put it like this: nobody can accept every part of every culture, right? And uh, you feel this uh, particularly when you go to another culture. Because the culture you grow up with is just your culture. It's just the air that you breathe in. So you don't think about it. You just accept what you set, accept and you do what you do. And you don't feel uh, you don't feel what you're really doing. Some of it you're like, I'm doing this because I'm, you know, for example, I'm an American. So that's the way I am the way I am. Or I'm a Christian. And some of that gets enmeshed and intertwined. And you're doing some things because you're an American, but it's really a Christian thing. Or you're trying to be a Christian, but it's really an American thing. It's all cultural. And then you go to another country on the other side of the world and things are completely different. It's just a different world. And you feel the culture for the first time and you realize there are some things about this culture that I don't like. I'm not sure why I don't like it. I'm not sure if it's because I'm a Christian or I'm an American or I'm a cultural minority for the first time in my life or what's going on, but I just don't like it. Then TCKs grow up in other cultures and they grow up with this a huge adaptation ability, right? Um, but even they go through life uh, accepting and rejecting different parts of culture. And so for a TCK who grows up and then begins to travel the world and visit other cultures, 
they will uh, uh, your default setting is to adapt and yet like I said nobody can accept everything in every culture and so even the TCK who wants to adapt and wants to be you know the chameleon that fits in really well can't always do that and sometimes if that's your default setting you know that's your goal it's hard to it's hard to reject culture you want to fit in you want to blend in you want to make things work and to build relationships but you just can't in every way and that's hard mm -hmm. so so yeah Heidi go go for it jump in here well uh, you gave a pretty good summary uh, I think there's there's two different parts of that discussion and I'll talk about them separately I think because um, what a TCK experiences is very different than what let's say their parents experience as expat parents uh, moving overseas for the first time as adults, um, or sometimes to some degree, um, even TCKs moving to a new culture as adults and considering how they want to raise their children in that culture. Um, they're, they're looking at it through new eyes. Um, but I think one of the things to consider is that when you first move overseas, you're going to be, you, you, know, you mentioned this, you're, you're hit with the culture for the first time. And so uh, the things that you may be just, you know, took for granted and you kind of knew how to navigate where you were before, you suddenly don't know how to navigate these cultural differences in this particular setting. Um, so I think, you know, if you're asking yourself the question, how, how do I live in this culture where the values don't match my values? Um, if you're asking that really early on, consider the, the role that culture shock may be playing in that, because it's really normal during culture shock to uh, go through a stage where you feel like the differences here are um, not initially the initial stages. The differences here are kind of charming and kind of interesting. Um, but you hit a stage where you go, the differences here are like really alarming. Like, I don't really know that I'm I'm okay with this. Yes. Or um, the differences here are wrong and you get really angry and this is just bad. The way they do it is just wrong. Um and if you're experiencing that within that first year or two and you're you're going, now how do I navigate this? this? This place has all this stuff that I just don't agree with. Um, consider that you might be going through culture shock <laughs> and you maybe need to say, I, let me defer that, that conversation with myself <laughs> or possibly with others um, until I get through this adaptation and I kind of settle in and I, I feel more comfortable because eventually the goal of of adapting to the culture is to get to the point where first the culture starts to be okay. Like, eh, you know, it's different, but I guess I can live with that. And maybe not everything, but you know, the, the majority. Um, then you get to the point where after a, a longer period of time, you go, you know, it's different, but I, it actually makes sense. Like I understand where that comes from and I understand why people do it the way they do it. And that's where you're actually at a much better position to start making a decision about what parts of the culture you can you can accept and you want to maybe even um, impart those values to your children or, or hope the culture will impart those values uh, and what parts you're still saying, you know, that really doesn't fit with my personal values. It makes sense to me. I understand it, but it's not where I want to go myself and it's not how I want to raise my children. Um, Ultimately, when you gain a really deep understanding of a culture, you get to the point where you recognize that culture is, is something that you can have an impact on. 
and you can actually become a change agent in culture. Um, some people go into a new culture purposefully. Um, if you're going in as a missionary, you want to have an impact on culture and um, conform it more to the way that the Bible, what the Bible teaches. Um, that's true also for some people who go in in a humanitarian sense. If they go into a culture, let's say, where um, women are really devalued and treated um, as, as second-class citizens or as subhuman, there are people who go in purposefully saying, we want to have an impact on this culture. We want to um, transform the culture in a way that women are treated as valuable human beings and girls can have an education alongside boys and, um, and so on they can be, you know, considered worthwhile members of society. Um, so there is a point where you, you don't just accept culture as it stands. You actually seek to move culture to a place that um, is more in keeping with the value of human beings. Um, but yeah, so that first, that first while culture shock, I think, can play uh, a role over time, when you've gotten past the initial stages and you've gotten to the, you know, the point where you say, um, you know, this is okay, recognize that you still may need to be careful about judging something before you deeply understand it. Um, it's really easy when you get to the point where you have kind of a superficial understanding of culture to think that just because you understand the what also means you understand the why. And you don't always understand the what and the why as, at the same time, it takes a lot longer to understand the why. Yes. So yes. you can mistake things. Yeah. The yeah. reason for things. An example of that might be, um, you know, living in Asian culture and mistaking uh, Asians being very indirect for Asians being disingenuous or being dishonest in some way. Um, they, they don't tell you what, they don't say what they mean. If you come from a culture that's very direct, whether that be American culture or um, German culture, which is actually supposedly the most direct culture in the world, um, you think, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of deceitful. They don't, you know, they don't, they aren't really trustworthy because they don't really tell you, you know, they, t they tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> well, yeah, they do. But if you're familiar with that culture, you know perfectly well what they mean. <laughs> um, you don't personally know what they mean because you aren't familiar with the culture, but anybody who is from that culture would know what they meant and it wouldn't be deceitful at all. They're, they're being very clear with what they mean. They just aren't being clear to you. Um, so recognizing that, you know, over time you will come to understand the culture much more deeply and it's a lot easier than to, to make a judgment. Um, but sometimes, like you said, there is also it isn't, it isn't just culture shock. Sometimes it really is that there are cultural differences um, and value differences. And I feel like I feel like that kind of cuts to the heart of it, that um, there's cultural differences and then there's value differences. And I feel like those are almost on two separate planes, right? That culture is just the way things work for a particular people in a particular place at a particular time. But value is much more personal um, it may have some grounding in morals, some grounding in ethics, um, and it can transcend culture, right? And so even for a TCK who grows up to be a high-quality adapter, um, if you will, they can still have their own personal values um, that sort of transcend their experience, whatever culture 
they're participating in, um, at whatever level they're participating in that culture. Yeah, and that's that's true. What what struck me when you were talking earlier, and I actually jotted a little note to myself, is that one of the values that a lot of TCKs have is um, being an adapter, being willing to adapt. Um, that I, I my my self perception is that I am able to adapt to other places. I value being willing to adapt to other places, being willing to do it someone else's way, so that I can be culturally appropriate. Um, I know TCKs who are vegetarian, but they say, well, if I went to a place and it was like going to be offensive for me not to eat, you know, something that they put in front of me, even if it wasn't vegetarian, like I would eat it because I wouldn't want to offend them. Mm -hmm. Like um, Mm -hmm. now there might be exceptions. There might be other people who would say, no, I never would. But I think there's, there's something in a lot of TCKs that says, I want to be culturally appropriate. It's a high value to me not to offend people. Uh, people's culture unnecessarily. Right. Uh, so that that actually um, helps them fit in <laughs> in many places. Um, most TCKs will say, "I can fit in anywhere in the world." Except the the exception to that is they often have trouble when they first go back to their um, passport country or. Some kids have more than one passport country, so sure. sometimes it's uh, regardless of which passport country they they go to, they have that that trouble, or it, they maybe have it more in one than the other. I can fit in anywhere in the world. I just choose not to at home, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and I think what you said is exactly the reason is because um, I I can't at home, and there's the assumption that it should be home, and it isn't home. Mm, yes, and that's true. One of the things that I think is different about going to the, the passport country or a passport country is that um, there's different expectations about how much you should be the same as, so to speak, quote, quote unquote, the same as. Um, there's a TCK I know who I think is an interesting combination. He's from one country and he has passport in another country. Well, he looks like he belongs in one country. He sounds like he belongs in a different country. And he lives in a third country because he said, this is the place where I don't look like I belong and I don't sound like I belong so I can be what I am. And somebody who fits in enough, but I don't fit in completely. <laughs> That's fascinating. He's so, giving himself permission to be himself. So that he has chosen, he has, he has chosen a place that he can be what he he can he can be he can look like what he is <laughs> yeah which is but, uh, a little I bit different i didn't say that very smoothly but <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating though i love it there may be different expectations that other people have of you and there may be different expectations that you have of yourself somebody who's grown up especially if you've grown up in a place where you look really different from the people around you um you've never fit in as one of, no matter how much you understand the culture, no matter how well adapted you are, uh, you will never be that. When I grew up in Malaysia, you know, I'd lived in Singapore and Malaysia since I was two, but I was never going to be mistaken for a Malaysian. I have light skin and light hair. (laughs) And, you know, there was, there was no way I could, I could be Malaysian no matter how much I felt like I might. Um, and that's, 
that reality made it easy for me to think, well, I'm American then. The reason that I don't fit completely is because I'm American. Mm. But then when I went to America, I discovered I'm, I'm not actually very American either. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a real slap in the face when I did when I thought that I should fit more than I more than I did. And it's that's a common theme that I hear from TCKs. Yes. You know, in that stage of, you know, I, I it, it's it's this place. It's this place. <laughs> I'm not really like these people. Yeah. Um, when I first came to the States, I remember very distinctly. In fact, I think I wrote in my journal, how can I adjust to this place when I don't want to become like the people here? Mm. And so wow. it wasn't a matter of adapting. It was the expectation that in order to adapt here, I needed to be the same as. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have articulated it that way when I was that age. Mm-hmm. But now I realize that the expectation that I had for myself, and I think the expectation that probably others had for me, is that I would assimilate. I would be the same as. I would become one of and indistinguishable from other Americans. And the reality is that I didn't need to become the same as one of indistinguishable from. I could just adapt and adapt the way that I would in any other culture. In any other culture, I would adapt, I would adjust, I would do it their way to the extent that I could, and to- recognizing that I'm doing it their way. I'm, it's not necessarily my way. When I go somewhere right. else, I'm going to do it the way that is my way. <laughs> but, or possibly the way that's the way of the other place. But, you know, when, it, when right. this doesn't matter, I'm going to do it the way that is more comfortable for me. Right. But as long as I'm here, I'm going to do it their way. Yes. And I didn't realize at that stage that that was an option for me when I moved back to my passport country, that I could still just do it their way when I was here and not have to make that part of who I was. Mm. It didn't have to be my way. It could still be their way that I was just adjusting to for their sake. Right. Um, one, One of my alarming moments and then happy moments later was, um, you know, in Asia, everybody, if they laugh, they, they, they cover their mouths and they laugh quietly and, and discreetly. Uh, and um, I was laughing at something. I, it, I'd been here a long time. I mean, over 10 years easily. Um, and I was laughing at something and I realized I was laughing really loud. And it, it was horrifying to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I've become one of those loud Americans who laughs inappropriately loudly at, <laughs> in public. And I was kind of horrified by this and thought, oh, I I don't like that I become that. And then I was was back in Asia, not that long afterwards, and somebody said something funny. And I laughed and I realized after I did, I had laughed quietly with my with my hand over my mouth, just like just like I should. And (laughs) I didn't do it consciously. (laughs) Yes. I, I didn't shift that on purpose. Yeah. But when I was in that familiar setting in Asia, I laughed the way that I always did when I was there. And when I was in America, I laughed the way that Americans laughed. And I realized that I had absorbed both of those. And both of those had become a a familiar and comfortable way for me to, to act in that setting. But it didn't mean that that was who I was. It didn't mean that that was the only, my only way of being. I still had this other way of being that I was that I, I naturally automatically flipped into when I was in a different place that was equally comfortable and familiar for me. 
And the reality was that I was both of those people. And I didn't have to choose one or the other. I just picked which one was appropriate for the setting. Mm. And if I go to other places, I don't, you know, that are not familiar and comfortable to me. I don't automatically flip into either one. I am much more consciously aware and observing, just like that's a typical TCK thing. That's kind of another topic. But yeah. But I consciously observe and I and I choose my behaviors based on what I see. You know, what I see looks like it would be appropriate for that setting. A couple of thoughts. Number one, you just talked about consciously observing, and I feel like that's so crucial in this discussion of acceptance or injection of culture. Um, mm-hmm. consciously observing what it is that's going on, which goes back to what you were saying earlier, that there are um, there are stages that you go through, culture shock, and then uh, finally you come to a place of getting a deeper understanding of the what and the why, and that all comes through consciously observing what's going on around you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is easier, it's easier to do that if you've grown up doing that. Um, it can be a little mm-hmm. bit more tricky and take a little bit more time if it's, your first time to go to another culture and to um, see the world through someone else's eyes. Um, And it may never be comfortable, may never be second nature and that's okay. Um, But consciously observing that. And then in that process, you begin to distinguish what's cultural and what's what you would, what you personally, you, the person moving, making this move would consider ethical. So there are things that are cultural that they're just, they're Mm -hmm. just morals. They're just, you know, what we do differently, um, whether, you know, it's laughing out loud or covering your mouth. It's just, you know, a different way of being. I love the, I love that phrase you use. It's the other way of being. And <laughs> so you learn these other ways of being and you learn that one isn't necessarily right or wrong. They're just different. And then there are other deeper things um, like respecting human life. That that's not a cultural issue. That's an ethical issue. That's something that you believe in your core is um, is the right thing to do in any place at any time with any people to respect and value um, and cherish and honor human life. Um, whether it's a man or a woman or someone from a di- of a different skin color, it doesn't matter. Anyone, anywhere deserves love and respect. So um, there are cultural issues. There are ethical issues. Even that is... That that may be that may be true, but there are some places where that wouldn't be assumed, right? Because yes. they would say certain people deserve love and respect, and certain people are subhuman or are um, not worthy of being treated as you know, right? As having value. And so then you, as the as the adapter, as the person coming into that setting, you need to understand what's going on and why, which comes through conscious observing. And then you have to be okay with rejecting that part of culture and saying, this is not for me. And there's a part of culture that um, that changes you. And there's a part of you that, like you were saying earlier, there's a part of you that changes culture. You need to come to a place where you say, I'm not going to accept this. And if it's really wrong and really, um, if it's really that big of an issue, then maybe this is something that you need to do something about to actively try to change culture to say, you know, everybody deserves love and respect. And even though in this culture, that's not, that's not true. I'm going to still assume that it is and um, maybe even engage in changing that. Um, and then something else that you had mentioned earlier, you were talking about how when you can't, when you're in America, in this place of feeling really uncomfortable, um, 
you come to this realization that it's just a matter of adaptation. You don't have to become 100% American. You don't have to be these people. You just have to adapt to live with them. And you can still have your own safe place to be you and to do things your way, which in my mind, that means that you have to find that safe space um, that you can't completely surround your life with someone else's world and someone else's culture and try to be 100% somebody else all the time. You have to find that space where you can be you, which I think maybe that's part of why um, TCKs relate most deeply to other TCKs because we're all in this funky place of being between worlds and we understand that we're not going to be the same, but we're going to be different together. Mm -hmm. I think there's truth in that. Uh, especially early on, TCKs really connect with other TCKs many times. There are some TCKs that are trying to be chameleons and they really push away the TCK community because they are focused really at that point in their in their lives on, I, I need to figure out how this place works and I need to figure out how I'm going to fit here and I can't be distracted by all these other people who don't fit here either. Um, but ultimately... There are some TCKs who that becomes a major part of their identity and they stay in the TCK community their whole lives. Um, I happen because of my job to be one of those. Um, there are other TCKs who they find their safe space in a different way. Um, they find their safe space with people who are from the culture that they settle in who just get them. And I think that's the other thing that we sometimes miss is that it matters how much people... <laughs> At the beginning of a relationship, it matters uh, how much you can find to connect on. And it's easier sometimes at the beginning of a friendship to connect with people who you you have a lot of really obvious things that you can connect on. And that would be a lot of times other TCKs. There's, there's a natural, um, one of the things that we talk about at our reentry program, at the beginning of a relationship, it's really important to have things that you can connect on. Um, and it's easier to find those connecting points with somebody who has common experience with you. So for TCKs, they can easily find connecting points with someone who's had that same international experience. But over time in a friendship, those, those common connecting points are not about what happens in your past histories. They're about what happened in your relationship with each other, or um, they just, they don't, they don't know your culture, but they know you. And so you can develop those deep connections. My sister's married to an American, never moved anywhere, <laughs> really. <laughs> Went to college out of, out of his town, and then they moved back to his town, and they've lived there ever since. And he doesn't really get – I mean, he, he is a bit of an anomaly in that he was interested in, you know, hearing about our lives overseas, and, you know, it was – it was such a nice experience that she decided to marry him. But, but on the other hand, he doesn't really get it. Like he's been to Malaysia with us as a family. We went and took him along. Um, but he knows her. He gets her. And, you know, so it's, it's that personal relationship. It's that personal connection. Most of my closest friends, interestingly enough, surprisingly to me, um, are actually Americans who've never moved out of the U.S. in my adulthood, my adult friends. Um, they don't really understand my cultural background, but they know me. They get who I am. 
And I think that's the thing that we can sometimes miss if we're looking only for people who understand our our TCK-ness. <laughs> um, it's actually the danger of making the TCK part of you, your core identity, because then you go in saying, the, the most important thing you need to understand about me is I'm a TCK. If you don't get me as a TCK, like we can't be friends. <laughs> and when you do that, you end up shutting out people who may really be a good match personality wise for you personally. They may really get you. You may really get them. Um, not, not necessarily that part, but eventually that becomes an important part of understanding. You know, they, they understand it to the extent that they need to understand it to understand who you are. Um, but you have a deeper connection than just your, your cultural identity. Uh, the reality is that when you're choosing friends, if everything else was equal between two people, you'd probably get along best with the one who had the same cultural background as you. For TCKs, that isn't necessarily a particular country. It's just the TCK culture. Um, but in, in the real world, in real life, the, those two things, like things are never e exactly equal. <laughs> All things are never equal between two people. There's always going to be somebody who, you know, potentially fits you better and somebody who potentially doesn't fit you better. And the interesting thing is that TCKs can really easily see that um, somebody from a different country may actually get me better than somebody from the country that is has the, that has the same passport as me, but they don't necessarily immediately see that some, now this is, this is a generalization. I shouldn't say this. TCKs who think that TCKness is the most important thing about them <laughs> do not automatically see that somebody who isn't a TCK may get them better than somebody who's a TCK. Which is why it's so The person who's the best fit for you as a friend may not be a TCK. Right. Which is why it's so important to, um, like, was it Thoreau who said, know thyself? Um, <laughs> and I feel mm -hmm. like that goes for that goes for values like we we're talking about a little while ago. It goes for beliefs, mm -hmm. that goes for your own culture, and that goes for your identity and knowing that TCK is a term that refers to your, um, your upbringing and your experience and some of your brain chemistry, um, but does not, is not a box that perfectly encompasses the core of your identity. Um, mm -hmm. Like you're saying, if you, if that's the most important thing about you, then you are going to risk losing out on a lot of relationship. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you think about, if you understand the third culture correctly as being a culture, then you recognize that the culture that you grow up in shapes you. And the longer you've spent in that culture, the more you're shaped by it. Some TCKs have lived overseas just a few years some have lived overseas their entire lives. Um, some of them live extensively in the TCK community when they're overseas, maybe go to you know a TCK school or whatever. Others live primarily in the local culture. So you know there's differences even among TCKs as to how much they are shaped by that particular culture, that, that subculture, that third culture. Um, but even for those who are shaped extensively by it, who have spent a long time overseas, who have spent a lot of time in the third culture, uh, it's just your culture. Um, <laughs> we, we would be so offended if somebody came and said, you know, I'm an American and I want you to know that the most important thing about me is I'm American. And if you don't get me as an American, like we can't be friends. You'd be like, that is so 
ignorant and narrow-minded. And how could you begin (laughs) to think that the most important thing that everyone needs to understand is your Americanness? Like that is just offensive. Yeah. But we can do that with our TCKness. And, you know, so again, recognizing that um, if all other things were were equal, you would probably connect best with the person who had that same cultural background Mm -hmm. as you, but all other things are never equal in real life. Mm. There's always going to be people who have other things about them that make them fit better or worse with you. Mm. And whether that be in a friendship or a romantic relationship or, you know, eventually looking for a spouse, you may choose somebody who shares your cultural background or you may not. But the most important thing is that you personally get each other. Mm. I love it. Because the culture is not the only thing about you that shapes you. Yeah, sure. There's so many other things that shape who you are. Mm. You know, Heidi, honestly, I was not expecting the conversation to take this direction, (laughs) but I'm so fascinated by the way that happened. And I'm just realizing that we've been talking about cultural adaptation and TCK can be its own culture. And so there may be values in the TCK culture that we maybe need to take a serious look at and because this is the culture that we've grown up in we need to say okay tck culture a big part of that is maybe like um sometimes can be owning the tck um quote-unquote identity um and um putting tc other tck's first and maybe that could be a value and maybe that could be something that i as a tck need to figure out if that's a value that i want to um adopt and adapt to. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. came into this thinking, you know, adapting to other cultures as in like adapting to American culture, Nigerian culture and Malaysian culture, but also maybe the things that we've been talking about as far as um, finding other ways of being and understanding your own values and um, a set, you know, being aware of expectations, whether those are others' expectations or your own expectations for yourself. Um, that can be true for other cultures that can also be true for your own TCK culture. So Mm -hmm. actually, as long as we're on this subject, I think another thing that's it, it relates and it's also kind of an important theme because it's not talked about very much is I think there's often an expectation that when somebody moves, a, a kid moves overseas, they will, be instant TCKs. <laughs> and and in a if you're if you're going to you know describe you know somebody who's lived overseas, they they are TCKs. I mean you you know you they they now you know have the official status of okay you're officially a TCK. But that doesn't mean that culturally they're TCKs. And one of the things that I've I've seen um, cause some real friction in TCK schools or also just within like organizations is having an older kid come overseas for the first time. And everybody's expectation is that they will become best friends and best buddies with the TCKs who are already on the field and who have maybe uh, lived there for a long time and been shaped by that community a lot more. And the reality is that if kids come over, especially when they're older or even teenagers, um, they're, their cultural background is not the third culture and there can be some real serious clashes of, of, um, you know, and real serious culture, culture shock that they, you know, that they're adapting not only to the overseas culture, but to the third culture that they're expected to be part of um, and expected to be liked. Mm. 
like. And I think a lot of times TCKs themselves, when they're overseas, don't realize how much um, they have their own cultural rules. And so when a, when a newcomer comes in, let's say to a, a TCK school, and they don't fit that, there's kind of a, a the, the long timers can kind of look down on them <laughs> or even ostracize them or uh, pressure them in some way to conform because they aren't, you know, because the newcomer doesn't know the rules of the TCK community and they right. don't automatically do the right thing <laughs> or, or reflect those, you know, those right values or behaviors or whatever. Um, and if, if nobody realizes that that's going on, it can cause all sorts of friction. At least if somebody realizes it, they can say, okay, here's what's going on. And now we can, you know, we can explain to this newcomer that part of what you're going through is culture shock, <laughs> adjusting to the third culture, not adjusting to the, you know, the new country itself. Mm. So there's like the one, there's one cultural culture shock experience with the country, but then in that country, there's also the third culture community and there can be an entirely different kind of culture shock. Again, the experience of, I look like everybody else. And in this instance, looking like everybody else means having a stamp in my passport. Um, mm -hmm. But right. that doesn't mean that you feel completely, you feel that complete sense of, or even a deep sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's actually one of the things that if you understand the third culture as it was originally intended, as being a subculture that is shared, a shared community, a shared value, a shared set of experiences that create kind of a shared identity and a shared set of values, um, even across countries. If you understand that that's what that is, that it isn't just something that, you know, you become a TCK and magically you have all those all those characteristics that you read about in the third culture kid book. Um, it helps a lot in understanding some of those variations or some of those implications that someone who comes into it when they're older is functionally a third culture immigrant, just like their parents are. Mm. And, you know, yes, they're still going to probably be shaped more by it. Even mm -hmm. if they come in at, let's say 16, mm -hmm. they stay till 18. They're probably still going to be more shaped than their parents who came in as adults. But the reality is that everybody is shaped to some degree by a community they immigrate into. Um, an immigrant is never going to be shaped by it quite as much as somebody who's a native to it. Right. And so the later you come in, likely the less you will be shaped by it hmm. than, you know, by comparison to somebody who's been there for a long time. Hey, you've given us a lot to think about as far as cultural adaptation, not only among countries, but um, also within our own experience within the TCK community. Um, I feel like I feel like there's a lot there to think over as far as you know what do you really believe in, what do you, what are your practices, and why. Um, I just wanted to ask as we're kind of winding down on this episode, do you have any final um, word of advice? Or perhaps since so much of this is kind of advice oriented already, is there some <laughs> way that you would um, encapsulate all of what we've talked about as into like one core word of advice to TCKs or the TCK community for how to, you know, how to live well? 
I think there's a couple pieces of, of, of this. The first piece is um, it's really important to, to know your own values and what you really believe. Um, that's not something that you necessarily um, know instantly, but it's something that you can become aware of by purposefully um, considering that. Um, once you know your own values, then the second piece is to understand the values of the place that you're in. And at that point, you're better equipped. And of course, that takes time that, you know, that's part of the, you know, cultural adjustment process and, and actually, you know, learning about the culture. Um, it's actually really helpful to, to read about the culture and not just depend on your observation because you can observe something and still not really understand the why behind it. Observing will help you know the what, but it doesn't necessarily help you know the why. Um, and a lot of times the local people don't know the why either. So they're not always helpful. It's not always helpful to ask them. Sometimes it, sometimes they know, but sometimes they don't. It's just, well, doesn't everybody do it that way? <laughs> right. But once you've, once you've established, these are my values. These are the things that I think are important. And these are the culture's values, and these are the things that they think are important. Then you're in a position to say, where do we match? Where do we not match? And where are the places that I'm willing to say, you know what, we don't match, but I can, I can go with that. I can, you know, live with within that that foundation. And where are the things where I say, you know what, I need to um, take a different path. Like that value is so um, not in keeping with what I believe that I really need to um, push back against it. Uh, if I'm a parent, maybe it's something that I purposefully say, I, I'm going to teach my children something different than that. And that may, if you're a parent, that may involve a lot more direct communication about it than it would if you lived in a place where, you know, the value was, was the same, where you don't have to actually communicate about it because everybody's enforcing the same thing. Um, but until you have those two pieces, it's really hard to know how to navigate that because you're you're not navigating it accurately. Mm-hmm. You're either just, you know, oh, yeah, well, this is the, the value and I'm just going to give into it because I don't really know my own values and I'm just going to adapt to anything. Or you're maybe pushing back against things without really knowing what they are. Right. Well, good word, Heidi. Thank you so much for... Thank you so much for um, taking the time to share with us about cultural adaptation and sharing a little bit about your own journey and um, really appreciate the um, just the conversation we've had today. This is going to give me so much to think about. I feel like you've challenged some of my own um, experiences that I have not been consciously aware of the cultures that I live in. And I'm going to have to take a step back and actually like think about that. So um when my interviewees come on the show and seriously challenge me i feel like i've had a good day so (laughs) thank you heidi you're very welcome (laughs) thank you for joining me on tck care the podcast please don't forget to subscribe to the show whether on tckcare.com or your podcast app of choice leave me a rating and review and be sure to check in again next week for another conversation Um, right here on TCK Care, the podcast, supporting TCKs in all walks of life. All right, see you next week.